Welcome to another episode of The Exchange, where our hearts, souls, and ears come together for reciprocity and transformation. I am your host, Deborah Faith, and when we get together, we explore topics that help us to better understand ourselves and one another. The Exchange is my personal invitation for you to take inventory of your life. This is our space to be free, vulnerable, transparent. So live in it, learn from it, invite others to it, and most of all, protect it. Take care of it and it will take care of you. You're listening to The Exchange Place Podcast. Welcome back to the Exchange Podcast. This week we have a treat, not one, but three amazing guests who stopped by to bless us and exchange with us on our topic. Who raised you? Were you raised in love or were you raised by survival? Now my first guest, she needs no introduction. Amber, Juice Girl, Dixon returning to the show And y'all, we got the fellas up in the building. We have two entrepreneurs joining us. The first one is none other than Coach Q, who is a fitness coach. He is a brand ambassador. He's a motivational speaker. He's an amazing dad, an amazing husband. And he's my bro, y'all. We go back, man. We go back uh, probably over 20 years to college. We got MSU in the building. I was just so happy when he accepted the invitation to come on and I just can't wait for him to be able to come up here and share his views and I thank him for being open honest and transparent um and I can't say anymore you guys will see um the next one is Aunt Collins the owner of Love Lane Co the dopest clothing line I've seen in a long time he is a dope dad he is an amazing creator he has something that is just so natural and I remember um I haven't known him long but we've worked together in the past and I remember our first interaction I remember saying man he would be perfect for this um and him not knowing what this was but this was the the exchange place right so I was so elated when he accepted the invitation to come on and share in this safe but transparent and vulnerable place so y'all welcome to the show let's talk about it what's up hey hola hola <laughs> we got the fellas, the Barry Whites in the building. Welcome back, Am. <laughs> welcome, Ann. Welcome, welcome, Q. Hey, how you What's going on? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I, I couldn't, I couldn't have selected better guests for this topic. I think, I think we have all we need in the room. But um. Go ahead, keep going. Say it again. Say it again. We got, we got, we got the best people in the room, right? (laughs) Exactly. We got exactly what we needed here. But um, um, so I want to talk about this this topic. Um, who raised you? I know that's like a popular saying, and normally I say it when somebody (laughs) does (laughs) somebody does something, and I'm like, who raised you? 
Um, <laughs> it's like a negative connotation yeah. to that, right? It's it, for me when I'm saying that, even when I say it, right? But got to thinking and got into a conversation in regards to this, like, you know, how I was raised and really was I raised in love or was I raised to survive? Um, and for me, I um, really think that I was raised with a combination of both. Um, because of course, you know, I was, I, you can only be raised by the parents that you're raised and, and depending on how they were raised <laughs> was yeah. what you kind of got. And um, for me, I had a combination of both when I really sat and thought about it that, you know, my dad who had more survival mode um, taught me survival um, in a lot of ways. He was definitely, um, and not just survival, but he was, he was a harder, he's a man, he, or was a man, um, God rest his soul, but, um, definitely a harder, less emotional, um, very hustle, um, thing that he gave me very much, you know, go get it. You know, this is, this is how that functions with less love. And it wasn't that it was less love, but it was less emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, um, not huggy. It was not necessarily warm when I think back at particular times, especially when I was younger. Um, it was a more survival mode. And he had love. Um, his love looked very different than what my mother's looks like. And my mom was the softer, huggy, affectionate person. So I had a very mixed combination of that I feel like growing up. And um, what I will say is that from how I feel like I was raised um, with our parents, most of the time as children, we view them that they're watching us grow up, right? Wow. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that I was really watching them grow up as well. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Right. yes. So, I, even though I said that about my dad, that was the younger view of my dad. The man that left here was not that, right? He was very much softer, and not softer, but loving to right. my boys um, and had, I'm sure, learned over a period of time how to give that. Um, but I'm just curious. So, so Amber, do, do you think you were raised in love or survival or a mixture of both? Like, what? how do you think you were raised? So, I, I definitely believe that I was raised in love. Um, God rest my mom's soul. My parents were married for 34 years. Um, mm -hmm. uh, at the time that my mom passed away, um, I definitely do believe that I was raised in love. Um, but I was exposed to how people are raised in survival. Um, mm -hmm. and I say that because you know, my parents, my dad is a child of 15 children, um, between you know, his parents, um, same parents, same mom mm -hmm. and dad. My dad is the 13th child. Um, wow. Yeah. So, and then my mom is considered a love child. Um, my mom, mm -hmm. yeah, which is crazy. They had two <laughs> totally different backgrounds. Um, but my mom had exposure to love through her grandmother who, you know, decided to raise her. So they both had their, their own experiences on being loved themselves. So it was transitioned to me. And then my mom had a heart for children and I was raised around foster children so um wow. for years mm -hmm. like up until I was a teenager probably about 14 
um, this is my whole life. So um, I was definitely raised on love. My parents had an open heart um, for giving, for nurturing. Um, my dad is like extremely giving, caring. My mom was also the same. And because, again, my mom had a heart for children, she extended that love even to children who may not have had the opportunity to get it. Um, both of my parents were affectionate. They highly esteemed me which I always kind of talk about in business, which is one of the things that helps my confidence as a person um, because my parents, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm a dark-skinned girl, you know how that goes, like, you know, as far as being mm-hmm. younger and, oh, you're dark and, you know, like, all of these negative things. Like, honestly, my parents, nev- I never really felt the hard effects of that outside of my wow. outside of my household because my parents always, you're beautiful, you're Black, you're beautiful, beautiful skin hair like you know my parents said those things to me my parents truly um made me feel like I can accomplish anything and I really do carry that spirit with me everywhere that I go because I remember how that was and they had me reading poems and I I, like I'll never forget when I was in third grade um I won a drug contest right and it was like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it was was like um please explain that I'm like, what? What is that about? Please, like the drug slogans, right? So, oh, okay, right, correct. So, I I created this slogan. It was like, "Use your mind, leave drugs behind," right? And I I wanted. We were nervous, (laughs) just a little bit. I was was like, like, "Oh, that explains it." (laughs) (laughs) No, so it was a drug slogan contest, and I remember, like, I won. um, It was like a high award that I won in third grade. My dad was like, we're going to buy pens and you're going to sell them in school for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? So I always felt that sense of love and motivation for my parents. And um, Mm. I like even again, until my mom took her last breath, she was always like encouraging me. Um, So I I truly believe that I was raised in love, although I did have an exposure to people who don't get. Wow. So. So, Aunt, what about you? How 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 are you raised? In love, mm-hmm. um, but even raised in love, you have no no choice but to actually be raised in survival mode. So, mm. when you're raised, okay. when you, when you when you come from the um, urban areas, you know what I mean, such as such as myself. Okay. Um, and the reason why I say both, but honestly, more love because I come from a. Uh, my mother had me and my me and my brother back to back. She had me at seventeen. Had my brother at eighteen. Wow. Single, wow. single, single, single mother. So up until mm-hmm. the age of about five, I think about four or five, we were living in the projects. We're bouncing from house to house. This is just just my mother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Me and my little brother, who's a year younger gotcha. than me. But thank God she met a young man who I call my father to this day when I was about five years old. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I went from survival mode to when you talk about love, I can't explain it. No other, like... To this day, man, we had these talks, and you know, he he gets all emotional when I talk to him. He be crying Aww. and stuff. But it's just, I love <laughs> it. But no, I always I, I, could, I always remind him of where I could right. be if it wasn't for him. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. I, I have these. I know. I, I come from the projects, of little city. It's not. There's nothing but it's blood. It's gang. It's gang banging. That's all. Mm-hmm. And now, I'm not gonna front like I would. I was some old leader, leader of the pack, and I would have been this. I wouldn't have been the follower. I would have been. A, I would have been the follower. Wow. I definitely would have been because just because what I was raised, everything that was around me was that. So when he took me out, he took me out of that environment and I go from living in a two bedroom projects, cleaning mice off the mousetraps every, every night to 
it was to ask me it was a mansion to this day i ride by the house and it's still the biggest house i've ever been in in my life oh. and i mean i had i went from a, a one one story house to i mean one story um apartments in the projects to we had three floors we had those spiral stairs right. i had a basement <laughs> a basement had the bar it had a uh it was just it was just a dope house man it was a dope yeah. house. and then i went from just having my younger brother and i gained five siblings mm. so now wow. i have older brother everybody's older i was the oldest i went from being the oldest to the middle child wow mm. so, and I had grandpa, I had extra grand, I had grandparents, and I mean, everybody just treated me like family. Like from the first, from the first date, like the first time you meet a new family, it's like, oh man, how do you, how do you love me? It's, you know, you're questioning, like, hey, nah, you don't love me. It's, how do you love yeah, me? Like, nah, no way. Wow. But they never wavered. They never. It, it's always to this day, man. It's always been that's. Love. You know what? We nixed early on that stepbrother, mm-hmm. stepdad stuff. All of that that went out the window early. Yeah. I was basically I was there you know what I mean older I'm, I'm the younger brother they looked after me beat me up you know everything <laughs> that siblings do <laughs> you know it wasn't all peaches it wasn't all you know we we, we definitely fought but um, yeah but still in love yeah it's, it's still in love still in love when my mother did have um, me and my before we met my family we were there was still love it was just in survival uh, survival area yeah. But my mother showed nothing, but she had to, you know. But she was the she was the father, the you know. I don't hate I hate the, mm-hmm. she was uh, uh, the nurturer. She wow. she did it all. She wore many hats, and to this day, she still does. You know what I mean? She she still does. But the fact that she didn't have to have, carry that load so much when I had a real father figure that stepped in and really showed me how to be how to be a, a man and how to take care of my own family and and it wasn't just me. He didn't have to, you know. He took on two other kids. He had his own. He so six kids all together. Wow! Wow! Amazing! Amazing! Amazing man! Amazing! Amazing! Man. Amazing! I can talk about them all day. But yeah, yeah, so I mean, the love, the love. Uh, I'll definitely say, I'll say love because love has conquered my my whole being, my whole life. Right. That is, that is even explains the clothing line. But we're, yeah. we're going to talk yeah. about that another time. But that that really that connects to your clothing line even. So it is. It's amazing to see, um, and I know we talked about reciprocity on the first um, episode, and you know we were mm. talking about the, the ultimate reciprocity, and I, I think that is that that what he was able to give you that the amount of love of him coming into, you know, your your right. you, your mother, your brother, and your life, like yeah. literally changed the course of your life and yes. has yes. continued to produce in your life even through what you're doing right now. So Q, what yes. what 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 about you? Um how were you raised? Oh I I would say it was a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um when you when you first came to me with the, the, the topic, I, I thought it took me a while to sit back and really think about it. Like mm-hmm. um what's being raised on in, in love and what's being raised in survival. And I think it's kind of like the, the, the tower symbol. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, inside of every bit of love, there's a little bit of survival and vice versa. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. think, I think my 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 I was raised pretty much. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll give you a breakdown of it. Like I was kind of the opposite of my man. My my mom and my parents were together until I was about six, and then they went their separate ways. And after that, uh, I took on what um, I later on found out was the concept of um, being a sibling parent. Mm-hmm. So I became, as the eldest child, uh, I became somewhat of the, the the missing piece 
checking homework, you know, yeah. picking people up from school, making sure this and you know, normal things that you do as a brother, an older brother, but just emphasize more. And I don't yeah. think that, and I, and I, and I say quickly, my mother, uh, it, was, it took me years to recognize what she did and, and she definitely raised me in love. But mm-hmm. the reason I say that there were components that were survival based was because like, because she was a single parent, when she went off to work, we were home and who was in charge? Me. Right. Wow. That became survival parenting. Right. Whereas when she got home though, the love was given. The good job on making sure the house was clean was given to me, the, hey, you checked all the homework, great. You know, hey, how are you doing? So it, I feel like there, there's a little bit of both inside those two worlds. Yeah. And um, and, and just being because, you know, once you hit a, I hit a certain age as a young man, there were certain lessons she didn't know how to give me. So she had no choice but to let me go survive and learn. Mm, yeah. So, so um, be, it, be it that um, we lived in a lot of different urban areas. I think I've lived on the entire East Coast from... New York, New Jersey, to Maryland, all the way down to Florida and back. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with all, you know, that's, I mean, one thing I learned is the, the an urban environment, we'll say it nicely, the urban environment is the same no matter where you go. <laughs> Anywhere you go. <laughs> Anywhere you go. So I had to do that, that, that older brother dance outside, I don't know how many times. Um, so that, in that, yeah, it's, it's survival. But I think she did it mostly out of love. That's why I, I chose that, that, that imagery, that visual image of that that symbol. No, yeah. everything wasn't sitting on the side of, um, you know, I feel like survival would be that one whole side of it, and it's just all the negative stuff with a little dot yeah. of good. Yeah. And then the other side would be all positive. So my mother was always honest with me, my mother was always truthful with me, my mother was always um, patting me on the back, she always said good job, she was always trying to build my self-esteem, but then there, had, there were dots of survival within me. Mm-hmm. that perhaps she didn't even mean for him to come because she had me young too she was 19 when I was born well, mm-hmm. so that that and it took me years to realize that that played a major part in it because the siblings that are younger than me um they they had a whole different childhood we, we joke about it at this point uh, <laughs> that, that you, you she know, was know this woman you so I, I think that um I think that I think all parents I think that kind of happens with all parents by by accident sometimes and sometimes on purpose um mm-hmm. I, I just feel that that's that's that I, I personally know I, I, my mother did her best lovingly my grandparents did their best lovingly even my father mm-hmm. with his absence mm-hmm. did his best lovingly that's and that's wow. wild to say but now that I'm, now that I've actually me and him actually speak now as an adult I realize that even his action wasn't done I think if he'd have been angrier guy it would have been worse for him so it wouldn't have beneficial to you right. yeah I, I think sometimes and I don't think we think about it this way but sometimes we want even certain people in our lives and it's crazy but sometimes it's a blessing that they weren't because mm-hmm. sometimes they're not in a place to give you what you actually needed in that time. Mm-hmm. So um, it's definitely, a, I think, a development thing of, uh, right. or a growth thing to be able to look at it from that lens and glean that from it. Because normally, again, your dad not being there, some that may have thrown somebody else into a different level of, of survival mode. You know what I mean? Like, 
you know, my, my dad's not here. You could have gone a totally different way and not become the person who is now helping mom out, but kind of like, again, in an urban area, there's no telling which, which way you could have gone. You could have been, you know, more to the street. Do you think it's levels to love? For me, it's a no brainer. Yes. I believe so. Um, survival mode. When we're talking about this, like survival mode, I'll start with that. It almost, it's almost like a negative thing. Like we think, oh, love is one way. Survival is you, you came up a whole different way. And you could have come up a whole different way, but that doesn't mean you came up in a negative way. You might have had to, you might be an army brat. Maybe you had to survive any, you know what I mean? Go to any school or go to any, you're bouncing around in these different places. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the way you survive. There's levels to love and there's definitely levels to survival. Okay. I agree with that. Um, what I would say to that, um, again, even on the scope of, I feel like, and one, I, I don't want to, this is a whole nother topic, but why I probably am a healer and why I look at people so differently is kind of being exposed to what survival looks like. Um, again, like I said, as a younger child, I watched my parents embrace children who came from parents who were drug addicted parents who were they neglected their children and then my mom is taking them from those environments and trying to demonstrate to them um traditional ways or what you would call like functional like you get what I'm saying so um, I definitely feel like love is different one thing that I feel like was like my wow moment and as an adult when my mom was in hospice Um, My mom passed away from cancer. When she was in hospice, those same children came back to thank my mother for what she did Mm -hmm. in regards Mm -hmm. to their lives. Wow. Um, And that, in that moment, I kind of learned like, yo, you don't need some time. I grew up traditionally, right? If anybody looked at me, I grew up very exceptional traditional i had both parents i was like one of the only mm-hmm. friends who had both parents married like, you know what I'm like rare right right um, mm-hmm. um which were my parents you know what i'm saying but you know while those children were exposed to survival and later at the latter part of their lives when they were 11 and 12 they had to come and live with me and my family like you know what i'm saying and my parents it was a task for them they didn't come in willing like you get what I'm saying? They would come in sometimes and not speak for months. Um, and but in that moment, I think, and I, of course, you don't understand it when you're a kid because that's never been your struggle. Um, but as, when I got older and those same children came back and they remember my mother, um, and they just thank my mom for being who she was. Like you get what I'm saying? They they ended up being great people. Like you get what I'm saying? One. One, he ended up being married with children. He's a great business mm-hmm. owner. Like, he's doing phenomenal. Um, and in those moments, like, you know that, again, love, there are definitely levels to love and survival. I could say at a point in my teenage years, I became, you know, I had to go into a survival mode for personal reasons with my parents. But, like, it's definitely levels to this. And there's really no guide on life like you know what I'm saying like I, I, I always commend those moms those single mothers who you know even though it, the father isn't present they put their children in sports and they're like listen 
Father may not be present. You got this. You got this guidance counselor. You got this swim coach that is going to give you the tools that you need to see that I can't give you. And I'm saying that from although being raised as a a traditional child with both parents, I'm a single mom. You get what I'm saying? And I even feel a sense of responsibility for my son to make sure that, you know, his dad is very present and loves on him and stuff like that. But even in a different scope, uh, outside of single parenthood, I feel responsible at some point in my life that I expose my son to that same type of thing. Yeah, as you should. So, Ann, let me, let, there's something that Ann said that I want to go back to. So, when people say survival, does that always mean something negative? Because you said that that's usually no, kind of I negative. Mean, it, it could be, but I, I, what I take from it, no, because I, I just feel like we're, ta- we're saying love or we're saying survival. So, most likely, most people that were just from the outside looking in is going to say, oh, love, hate. Or you know what I mean? You know how that's opposite. Yeah. So it's survival really love. can be circumstances. Let's say, yes. Yeah. Survival. Yeah. Matter of yeah. fact, what yeah. we're talking—I feel like what we're talking about survival is circumstances. Right. This is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. This is you it know, is. It's, it's talking about how how were you loved coming up, or did you have to mm-hmm. survive? Yo, you could have been loved. Like most of us said. Matter of fact, I think all of us said. We were loved, and we still had to have some type of survival. Right. Survival skills. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's automatic. Matter of fact, if you anything in life, you want to do anything in life, you have to. You better kick it into survival mode. Right. I, I preach love all day, but if you think love going to get you by? survival mode at some point man yeah i i, I think it's uh i think it's actually kind of heavy like I, I actually when we were in college my first year mm-hmm. my freshman freshman composition i never forget i was sitting next to this young lady and um, we had to trade papers wrote on these sheets of paper about our lives mm-hmm. and um we traded and she said um she felt bad for me and i said i felt worse for her because i was like my mama did what she did but she she did she couldn't do certain things your mother just wouldn't like they just kind of shit yeah. you off Ooh. now someone would wow. look at that like yo that's in my mind i'm like that's a level that's a level that's, <laughs> you're being raised on survival right, right there you talking about because usually when we think survival we only think from the hood exactly and i tell people all the time like yo you go into these other neighborhoods you know I, I like i said i lived everywhere I, I lived in the rural, I lived in urban, I lived in suburban, and I think some of the most scariest places I lived was was a suburban community because you know in the hood open. You know what to expect in your hood. Yeah, you don't you know, know what to expect in they in they yeah. Yeah, no, everything's hidden. Everything's no right. one shows anything. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, your mom really just just didn't like. The, why is there a nanny doing everything in your house and your mother's home with the nanny? Mm. Like that's a le- that's a level. That's a level. Yeah. Like we talking about levels of survival and love. That's that's another level. Right. You know, like we all look at the, the 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 drug addicted parent and go, wow, that's bad. But you have drug addicted parents that will become functional the moment their child is mm-hmm. in, in trouble mm-hmm. and you do drugs and illusion. Yeah, you yeah. have people that have nothing wrong with them that won't show up to a parent report card. Wow, it just didn't feel like it. I'm tired. Right. That's 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 those are levels of of, of love and, and survival as well. And I think I I, I just think the word um, survival. I think yeah, everyone said it. We everything is about making a person survive. So I think it's love or pain. Mm. Like which, which right. one is a person coming from? Which aspect of a person's life are they coming towards you with? The lesson and how the lesson is being presented. Because you can present something two different ways and it be taken totally different. Right. Mm. 
Right on. Perspective. So, yeah. so, so with, like, do you think that survival is always incorporated in pain or do you think that survival is a tool that later on in life is helpful to you? And I, let me just share really quick. I, I, I think some of the, the best tools that I got <laughs> um, to work with or came out of my mom and my dad's relationship I don't want to say they were for my dad, but my dad taught me a lot of things of how to, again, didn't know, same as Amber, came from a two-parent household. Parents were married over 40 years before my my dad left here um, to a single parent um, of two boys. And I knew how to figure it out Mm -hmm. watching him. I knew how to... um, survive right and I, I was not we were never gonna go hungry <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna figure that and though it was love in there I know that if my kids me and my oldest son talk about this often um and again I will say as I've been watching them grow up they've been watching me as well um I know in their younger years I was in 100% survival survival mode, mode. <laughs> and they didn't get to meet me as a person and not just as a parent probably for a very long time I was the I had to be that I had to be the strict one I had to be the person that you know this is what it is I couldn't be you know I, I just couldn't be and plus I had the weight of the world on my shoulder because the responsibility fell on me right. and I probably wasn't the nicest parent <laughs> back then um, I wasn't caring about, oh, and checking in on them or feel, wanting to know how they felt about anything. It's like, look, the lights are on. Did you eat? You eating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you eating? Look, you know what I mean? So I, I didn't have that. Not that I didn't have that. I know that I didn't demonstrate that. Right. It wasn't that I didn't have it because I had received it. But I know that it wasn't necessarily demonstrated in that place because I was in survival mode. So the way that I love them was really through what I was providing for them, mm-hmm. not necessarily. And of course, you know, you would think a woman would be softer and all of that, but I was more so a harder, you know, I was my dad. If I'm mm-hmm. honest, I was 100% my dad. I was hustling, making sure the bills was paid, making sure mm-hmm. that, you know, they were in a better neighborhood than I grew up in, making sure they were having the best education and the best, you know, basketball programs and all of that and and literally juggling I wish you guys could see me right now (laughs) juggling 99 things at once and just trying to a make a better life for them so I know that I was not warm I was not warm I was not something that you said earlier right our children are watching Mm -hmm. us grow up um, I can personally attest to that because I was pregnant at 17. I had Kayla, my daughter, who's now 15 at 18 years old. Um, I literally walked mm. the stage pregnant with her a month after graduating high school, had my daughter. Mm. Um, mm. I was fortunate that, you know, I could live with my parents and my parents kind of helped to nurture her. Um, cause yeah. like Kayla's scope of life, when I look at my daughter, her scope of life compared to my son's scope of life is probably different, Right. Um, and I think that because listen, I was I was 18 year old with a kid. Um, my mom never really, although that was my choice, right? My mom never wanted me to feel the effects of that. By 19, I was a full time student in college and a full time worker. So my mom 
wow. practically helped me raise my daughter until I, she was nine years old. Um, mm. Because mm. I decided, like, okay, my mom didn't right. want my mom wanted me to live my life, and she also wanted me to accomplish school. So she took that role to step in and help me raise my daughter. You get what I'm saying? So, mm. right, That's love. Children, That's love. Not- 90% don't have that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I, I, I swear, I, I, again, I will even back to reciprocity when I said there's things that my mom did for me that I could never repay her for. Um, but, mm. you know, I look at my son, um, you know, my children are nine years apart. Um, of course, I'm not the same person at 18, 19 that I was, that I was at 28 right. having my son. Yep. Um, although my son and mm-hmm. my son and my ex husband and I, we weren't married until my son was uh, a, he was one. Um, being a full time parent to building a business, like she still sees me. She's still watching me grow up. Like you get what I'm saying. She's watching me evolve. She's been there from the child of me to the woman of me. You get what I'm saying. Whereas my son, he's only known me as yeah. a woman. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. um, our yeah. children do our children do get different scopes of us. Um, I like to see survival as circumstance. Um, overall, just whatever. Because at the end of the day, if you're a black person, you know survival. Like, you get what I'm saying? You could survive on a job where you know you feel yeah. you don't even fit in. Like, you don't even have yeah. anywhere near, like, the circumstances that yeah. some of these people, you know, have or whatever. So... I like to see survival as um, circumstance, but I know survival is real too, because like, think about the people that you've encountered, let's say in dating, right? Um, Which shows up and plays a major role in how we interact with people, right? And I've heard crazy stories like, yo, my mom (laughs) only worked, my mom worked two jobs, so she would work and then come home for an hour and then go back to work. I would be scared in the dark because my mom wasn't. You got what I'm saying? Mm. I've never experienced yep. stuff like that. Wow. Um, people who may have had mm. drug addicted parents, I never experienced, th- like, although I saw that maybe through my, you know, hearing that through my foster sisters mm. and brothers, I never heard a person that I'm dating say, yo, my mom was on drugs. Like, you got what I'm saying? So I never mm. met my dad. Mm. I don't like my dad. Like, that, you know, it's, it's, it's different perspectives. It is definitely different. So this is my question. I want to go back to something that Ant said when he was talking about how he was raised, right? And especially relational. Um, What happens when survival, which at that time his mom was surviving, right, Mm -hmm. meets love? Um, Do do we think that that can work? Or is is it because... I was about to say, so a lot of people take, let's take example, right, from somebody whose parents or parents was addicted to drugs, right, or alcohol, which is still considered a drug, right? Um, And they grew up in a very, you know, they were an adult very early, taking care of themselves, figuring it out for themselves as a child, right? How How do you think that transfers to the adult and now you meet a man or a woman um and i know like q's married but have you have you guys encountered even in your dating or you know maybe relationally met someone that was raised very differently um i know for me i have 100 percent encountered a man who was um who came from a, a place of dysfunction to another level 
that I wasn't exposed to because I definitely grew up with some dysfunction. Um, but another level to where he was always in survival mode, meaning it wasn't like, of course, you don't come into any relationship with just your guard down, right? But mm-hmm. he had a level of walls. Like, there, it wasn't gates. It was like walls. Brick walls. And... <laughs> I mean, like a brick, I'm talking about a brick, like you will walk into, in certain circumstances, walk into a brick because he was always protecting himself. Um, And almost like the little kid in him was always like, he had to figure out how to survive. So he would pull out very quickly. He was just trying to get by. So it was very hard for, in the manner that I love, it was very overwhelming for him. I always felt like, if I'm honest, I always really felt like he was in this protection mode. So it was, though he wanted the love, he really he really did want to be loved, but it was almost overwhelming and too much for it that he didn't trust it. So it was like a brick wall, a brick wall, a brick wall, a brick wall. And finally, of course, for me, it's like, I can't explain how, how I love, you know what I mean? And I don't wanna have to defend how I'm loving someone. So what have you guys encountered? Have you ever met somebody who functions? I know we all kind of said we had both. Mm -hmm. So, but have you found somebody who is functioning in one or the other and it just was like a total clash or too overwhelming? Uh, um, You know, has that happened Um, on your side? Definitely. Um, I feel that... Mm -hmm. Again, like I spoke about earlier, you know, I my mom always taught me to have a heart for people who are different than me, um, which has played mm-hmm. out in a positive way, but very negative ways in my life, um, because a, I always feel like love requires willingness. Um, no matter what background you come from, it requires a willingness, right? Because I want, and if you did, let's say, grow up in love, right? You have to be willing to understand that somebody who may have not have, you have to be more patient with them. You have to be more kind with them, right? Whereas a person who may have grown up on survival, if you, if you want to name it, right? You, They have to be more mm-hmm. open to receiving what it is that you bring. Mm. Um, so it requires work from both partners. So if I had to address your question um, as far as um, does it work? I think it works as far as people are open and willing Um, because, again, you can't help your life, right? So two things have to happen. You have to get some with someone who is more aligned with your way um, or you have to be like, meaning when I say aligned with your way, meaning that, hey, you grew up on love, I grew up on love, so we know what this looks like. Even though it it may have different variables, um, there's a consensus that hey, this is what we require for our life, our lives to be fruitful, right? Um, if you get with somebody who is more so raised on survival, where we both, you know, came from, like you know, I, if I've met people my whole life that have never had the same type of background as me, um, which makes dating frustrating. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because I'm literally almost meeting people who who don't know what that looks like. Or even if they do, they're looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Why are, why are you so loving? Why are you so open? Why are you so whatever? So I had to fight their resistance. But I do think it can work, if I'm honest. If people recognize their dysfunction, 
grow through it and try to have an openness to get something new that maybe that they've never experienced. Gotcha. So let me ask you this because Q is the, um, presently married. Before you, before you married your 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 wife, because yeah. I want to know if people are having this conversation, right? It's like, you know what I mean. And, and when we're dating, depending on at what part of life that people are dating, or um, you know, entering relationships, because a lot of a lot of people got married young, right? It's like, oh, it works. You kind of just go into that. Are you having those conversations? But. Because when you get with somebody, you're just like, oh, we don't do that in my family. You know what I mean? Or And you could be raised in, like Amber said, you could be raised in both in love, but that love looks very different. Some people, it may be monetary. For other people, it may be just present, right? And being around your family. The other people, it's like, oh, buy gifts. And it's different, you know, again, different love languages mm-hmm. that people speak, right? But I guess from the married perspective, is that something that you guys discussed prior um, and or is it something that has ever come up where you had to, you know, that's become an issue, not not, not even an issue, but something that is like, hey, um, let's talk about so we can figure out our way of doing that, because now we have our own family together and necessarily how you did it in your family or how I did it in my family wasn't right or wrong, but this is how we're going to do it here. Do you have that conversation or have you had that conversation like in your marriage um, yeah, that conversation came up. It didn't happen. Now, what I'm going to advise my son and daughter to do is to have that conversation prior to being married. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, I didn't have that conversation until they were here. And they were, gotcha. I think they was almost of school going age, to be honest with you. Wow. Um, because okay. I'm not, not like, like about five, like kindergarten. Like right okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that, that is a that is like where people come from it's like that that whole that whole old saying go go meet their parents right and see where they're from yeah. mm-hmm. i think that's mm-hmm. a big a big thing um with with people so you get to find out what they came from and how they were made because i think everyone's parents like you know i think everyone's parents try and raise right. their children in love and i just think that it is it is different levels and different ways um, mm-hmm. And I think I think that people that now this is actually I looked up this isn't from um, personal but I looked this up and it said the fact that uh, people that are raised on love think more weak people that are raised right. on survival wow. think more mean mm-hmm. and I think, I think that's good I think that is a right that's a, that's a heavy because because we're all innately selfish. That's, everybody right. on the planet is innately selfish when we walk into situations. But in order to grow out of that, it takes mm. your parents molding you to understand the we, the team, the the the, the, the I, there is no I in team. That whole those ideologies come out as we get mm. raised. So the more you, that's pushed into you, you know, and that, and that's even stepping away from what my love language is and seeing how I express love. Um, I think that you know th- there were things that me being from a a uh, single mother for the most part okay. I, had, I have a stepfather um he was there from 13 forward uh we got along for the most part we had our trials and tribulations because like i said he came in at 13 so i was oh, yeah. Finished. yeah you know that testosterone was kicking in and, yeah. and i was looking at him like dude come on man i ain't scared <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> right yeah you, you over there yeah, trying to take yeah, him. Like, I can take yeah, you. I appreciate the man now because, like, my brother said, you ain't have to do nothing. You right. Right. None, none of it. None. Right.
And the me, we concept, I'm sitting over here because I'm blown away. I'm like, wow, I have the, I have the opposite, right? I've always, it's funny that you said that because, um, you know, Amber, Amber said on a live that we had for the reciprocity wind down, she's like, that's always saying we. I literally function in we because I, I never feel like we do anything alone. Like we're all needed. Like, like you need people like you need we need one another like we make each other better so i function more in the the we and i struggle with me sometimes like i'm just over the last couple of years i've just gotten to the point of like choosing myself and that's just it's so crazy because i'm like wow so i don't speak the language when i when i do come in contact with somebody who was raised in me right or survival mode of worrying about themselves only, I don't understand that because I've lived in such a sacrificial right. place right. of like, right. no, do this for everybody else. And at a time, which was not healthy. So those who are listening, please don't think this is a healthy thing. Like, um, or even, uh, cause I almost think that at times I felt like it was like, oh, you know, the right thing to do is to be running around with your tank on empty. That is not it. <laughs> it is not it you where you're so yourself. exhausting you have nothing to even for yourself yeah you can't feed yourself you know so that 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 me we thing is like <laughs> I think that's 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 my takeaway already from yeah me. I like I like that <laughs> I, I, I'll remember like, this. when wow. certain things stick out I'll, I'll definitely remember that that's that's something for the listeners to think about are you functioning in me or we Whatever we feed will grow. The goal is to have a balance between both me and we. So make sure you tune in next week as we continue to discuss who raised you and this fella school us on how gender roles play a part and how tough conversations can alleviate issues in this area. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe, share, and follow us on Instagram and YouTube at The Exchange Place. See y'all next week.